In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let anyone with ears listen. Please be comfortable. Um, okay, so it's gotten to be so routine to stare at a half-full congregation with masks on that this is there's nothing abnormal about this at all, is there? Ha, 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 ha. Good, at least I can tell you when you're laughing still. For those of you at, at home or on the road, wherever you are, uh, thank you for being with us. We know that you are here, and we're grateful that you're here. I've been on the road. Shannon and I went on a 13-night uh, out west driving, camping vacation, and uh, we went about 4,600 miles. And in that time, in the car with another human being, you learn some things. No matter how long you've known this other person, you learn some things. And, um, and I, learned, um, I learned some important things. And I think Shannon learned some important things from me. One of the things I learned is that Credence Clearwater Revival is very helpful. I didn't know that, but that song they wrote is to help us find the restroom. That, that they were saying all this time, there's a bathroom on the right. <laughs> Very helpful, but I, I, I didn't know that. I also had no idea that Elton John had a thing for Tony Danza. He did. Again, I, had, I wasn't familiar with, with these lyrics, but apparently he's been singing all along Hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> Did you know that? I don't know how I missed out on these things. And this is the one that really shocked me. Did you know that we built this city on sausage rolls? <laughs> Maybe you've heard some of these song lyrics that we all get wrong at, at one uh, time or another. The problem is, is that once we tend to hear something, if we don't do any further listening, we stick with it, and we never move off of that. And we may go through life thinking, yeah, there's a bathroom on the right. Or, hold me closer, Tony Danza, my personal favorite. There is something about um, hearing and listening that it's important every now and then to really stop and think about. Now, if, uh, if you've been parented by someone or married to someone, you probably have been reminded of the difference between hearing and listening. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> um, hearing is, is sort of an automatic function. It's, it's mechanical. It's, it's biological. It happens without us thinking about it. Sound waves travel into our ear canal, and things beyond that, I'm not exactly sure how to explain it, but things happen, really, whether we want them to or not. That's, that's hearing. But listening involves something else. Listening isn't so automatic. Listening requires a deliberate act, an intentional act. You have to pay uh, attention and have intention. Listening requires some interpretation. Listening takes time. Hearing happens. Listening takes time. 
What do you think Jesus wants us to do? Hear or listen? I love this, this beginning of this section of Matthew's gospel. Jesus is about to, he tells us, we're about to hear some parables. Because Jesus wants us to listen. He, he even says at the beginning, listen. Let anyone with ears listen. He teaches in parables because parables, we don't understand the first time we hear it. Parables require us, it's almost like planting a mental seed that we have to visit and revisit and think about. And maybe when we're not even thinking about it, oh, so maybe that's what it means. Jesus taught in parables because he understands the importance of not hearing but listening. The parable of the sower is really all about listening or what happens when we don't listen and we only hear. In fact, Jesus, when he interprets the parable, that's what he says, right? Hear the parable of the sower. And then he says, uh, the, it's like one who hears the word of the kingdom but doesn't understand it. So we hear, but it just sort of bounces off of us. There's no grasp. No, no sinking in. And those are like the seeds that fall on this concrete, this ceramic tile. It just bounces right off and so the birds can come and eat it. So if we hear and it doesn't sink in at all, it's kind of like the seeds that fell on, on the path. And then there are other seeds that, um, that fall on rocky ground. Remember hearing about those, right? And they, they kind of sprout quickly, but there's no depth of soil. There's no root. And so the sun comes out, and they're scorched, and they wither. That would be kind of like hearing, saying, great, I got it. But never letting it go deeper into our soul, this word of the kingdom of God. Not developing deep roots of our faith. And so, yeah, when hardship comes... When the prosperity that maybe we were promised doesn't pan out, we too sort of wither, our faith withers away. And then there's also, when, when we hear the word of the kingdom of God, but we also have all these other noises and voices in our head, the noises of the world, and they choke us. And the word of God does not fully bear fruit. And then Jesus says, there are those seeds that fall on good soil. And they bear fruit. Um, unimaginable um, quantities of fruit. A hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. But for a seed to bear fruit takes time, doesn't it? It takes attention and intention. We have to be deliberate. The same with hearing the word of the kingdom. We need to listen. And we can expect for it to take time, our attention, and our intention in order for the seed of the kingdom of God to grow and bear fruit enough. Personally, congregationally, church-wide. It will take time. 
listening always takes time, just like planting a seed. My daughter and I were talking yesterday, and she said, um, so, Dad, what are you all doing for the holidays? And I said, what holidays? She said, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I, I said, I have no idea. She said, well, I want to plant a seed with you. Maybe think about coming here for Thanksgiving. And, and I appreciate that because she's right. She wasn't expecting me to give her an answer yesterday, right away, the first time I've heard about this. That's not what she was after at all. She knew that it would take time and planning. I'd have to pay attention. I'd have to have some intentionality about making that decision. But she was giving me that time. Planting a seed takes time. Hearing the kingdom of God to really listen in order for that to take root in us and bear fruit takes time. Listening takes time. And Jesus is telling us that. How, how can we move from being hearers to listeners? What will it take for us to really take the time to listen? Can we do that? For me, one thing that I realized, and I'll give you these are kind of some listening skills. What it's going to take, um, one, is uh, in, in kind of an admission, an acknowledgement that I don't have all the answers. That I need you. I need other people to help me in this listening process. Otherwise, I won't have all the nutrients I need for the seed of the kingdom of God to grow, to deepen, and to bear fruit. It's sort of a, um, a humility of saying, I'm still listening, and I plan on continuing to listen. And then the, the second thing I think that we need to do is we need to have um, a humility we have to get used to the idea that we will not always be comfortable in this, listen, this role as a listener. We have to sort of lay down our defensiveness and really listen. I, I had trouble with that for years as a, as a young adult. I thought the purpose of listening to someone was to find the chink in their argument so that then I could expose it and be victorious. I have since learned in premarital counseling that that's not really a helpful way to go about communication. Better to listen to find out where your partner or your friend is coming from. Understand them. Not so that then you can be victorious, but so that you can really be compassionate. To listen, to really listen, we have to, to lay down our defensiveness, our need to be right, and instead listen with an ear for understanding. Brene Brown says it this way. She says, she talked about um, the work she would do in racial reconciliation. And she talked about she would go in and, and she was doing her best, you know, to try to understand. And she would say something and she'd be called out on it. And she would get so defensive and kind of just want to throw in and say, what's the use? I'm just, and then she said that when I get into those places, what I try to remember is that I came here 
to get it right, not to be right. I'm going to say that again. If we can kind of remind ourselves with a certain holy humility that, that we're trying to get it right. We didn't come here to be right and to show that we're right, but to get it right. You see, that's a different posture. It's a posture of listening. It takes humility to do that. Uh, the other thing that, um, another listening skill to move us from hearers to, to listeners is to, um, to be willing to press pause. And I got this from Scott Stoner, who quoted Laurie Deschen, saying, uh, take time to pause. Pause before we overreact. Pause before we accuse someone. Pause before we assume something about someone. Pause, I think this is kind of adding on, but pause before we post an incendiary comment on social media. Pause before maybe we send that email. Pause to invite the Holy Spirit to come in and help us to really listen to what's going on. Pause, not stop, because stop means that we're giving up, and there's work to be done. But sometimes a pause helps get the work done. It doesn't stop the work. There's one more listening skill that we can deploy. It's to have a couple of phrases in our, in our mind that we're ready to use. And it kind of goes back to kind of planting that seed uh, in the sense that I'm not ready to decide. So maybe have a phrase in, that you're ready to throw out there. Um, the phrase that you've probably heard me use is, yeah, I'm of two minds about that. Have you heard that? In this world where we're supposed to be either or, it's okay to say, you know, I'm of two minds about that. It's kind of saying, I'm still listening. I understand in Ireland there's another great, you know, Ireland has all those wonderful colloquialisms. I think they say something like, um, um, let me set my mind to that. That wasn't an Irish accent at all, was it? <clears throat> but you see what I mean? It's this idea that it's okay to leave it open-ended especially as followers of Christ who, are, <laughs> who aren't just hearing him but are listening when he says, anyone with ears, listen. It will take time. It will take our time, attention and intention. It will take our humility. It will take our perseverance. May we be willing to invite the Holy Spirit in to help us in this, this work. Come and cultivate in us listening hearts that we may bear fruit for the kingdom.